Welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. And and we're we're breaking with what we said we would do this year. And we're talking about a new movie today. And I'm really excited. But this is because it's a big one. It's a big one. <laughs> we got a few big ones this year. Yeah. 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 And there's more to come. This um, is a big one. Yeah. Sitting in the theater and seeing the trailer for Indiana Jones... And the speed dial destiny of phones or whatever it's called. Uh, no, the Are dial we going to tell everybody? Are we going to tell everybody what we're doing? Indiana June. Indiana June. Yes. Yeah. I, like I think this. that's going to be great. Yes, going to be great. Um, our our very first movie that we talked about was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yep. And so it's super. I mean, it is near and dear to our hearts. That we're hoping that was the. Um, panel that we pitched for fan x so we're hoping that they'll invite us to come and do that like we did spider-man uh we filled up a room we would love to fill up a room again um and that's mostly thank obviously thanks to you guys coming and absolutely watching us and and participating with us and we appreciate that so um so we'll see but we love indiana jones and so i'm excited for the new movie and i'm excited for indiana june I think that's going to be great. But seeing that on the big screen, I was like, yeah, this is a big mm-hmm. one coming out this year. Uh, we've got Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse that's coming out. And I feel like this is the week after that one. Yeah. And Fast X is coming out. It's in two weeks. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. see that one on the no, 15th. doesn't have a countdown clock. No. <laughs> well, the thing is, is so June starts when I start working again. Like I'm going to yeah. be out of town. And so I had to work with uh, channel four in the studios to see if I can wiggle my way around pre-recording and seeing stuff. I'm not going to be able to do a ABC for good things, Utah transformers review because mm. I literally have, I get home on the Monday before it comes out. I have Tuesday to pre-record. I leave Wednesday oh, and wow, they're like, wow. it's probably going to be a Wednesday Screening. screening a Tuesday or Wednesday, which is telling me they don't think it's very good. I I've heard <laughs> rumblings that that one is not. It's not, Transformers for me. Like it's fun. I'm I'm going for the action. I'm going for the animals. Yeah. I'm going for the running through the mountains. Like I don't go. Yeah, the first Transformer movie to me. And maybe we could have a Transformer month or something. Um, but the first Transformer movie for me was like Ultimate. And then after that, who cared about whatever story yeah, they were trying to tell? It was just, I just wanted to see all the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what I go for is the. And, and I think, that's, I think that's this it. movie, I think Transformers will do well, whether it's good or not, it will do well yeah. because the audience doesn't care. Yeah. The people that are going to see it are going to go see it regardless it's, of it's what like the critics say Joe. and think. I'll go to yeah. a G.I. Joe film regardless. Yes. Okay. Um, I feel like, so I'm in my new office. Yes. It's pretty bare. I feel yeah. like I'm on one of those like uh, murder Proof shows. Of life video? Like, no, <laughs> like I'm being interviewed yeah. in like the stark room. 
24 hours after I killed someone. Mm. And it's that video. I don't watch a ton of like those murder shows because I'm like, you're, you know, to catch a murder or whatever. That's what I feel like is happening right now. I don't really watch those, but it to me, it's like when I get in a meeting with people at work. And they're like in the office, and so they've ducked away into a bare conference room, and they're sitting in the conference room, and yeah. you're like, "Oh, that guy's in the office, sucker." Yeah. And then, <laughs> well, I moved out we all from have to the basement. I figured but... Dave plays Dungeons and Dragons; he can have his game room in the dungeon. There you go. I'm here. I've got all of my stuff over there. I'm gonna figure out what's gonna yeah. happen. Excellent. And, yeah. and I, if you thought that I didn't have an army bag full of Mr. Potato Heads, you were wrong. I found it while I I was cleaning. I don't don't know that I've ever thought you had or didn't have. Like, I don't know that I've ever had a thought about how many Mr. Potato Heads. Mr. Potato Head and Mr. Formal Potato Head. And no, that second one you pulled out, that is appropriate for a wedding cake topper if you needed a groom. Baby potato head. Who else is in here? Captain Hook is in here. Well, sure. But I literally have this is when, and this is a way throwback of of what used to be a California adventure before they changed the sign. When you came into the park off to the right, there was a store that you could buy a box and you could fill it. With Mr. Potato Head oh, things, right. and as long okay. as you, as long as you could close the close lid, box. yeah, it was like twenty dollars. It literally twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. So every time Sammy and I went, we would do that, and you could do that at the Lego store too on in downtown <coughs> Disney. So literally, I just have a bag full of body parts and potatoes. No wonder um, you feel like you're being interviewed for a murder. You've got a bag full of body parts. But they're just potatoes, so I feel so like <laughs> I feel like there you go. That's Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There's everything in here. I found this while I was cleaning, and I feel like I just need to set them up. Like I need to put a shelf of potato of heads. potato heads. I think you should. Yeah, I invested in this. Yeah, this is the biggest nose ever. That is a really big nose. So if you haven't caught on by now, we're recording after hours. We are. This is. I thought this, this would is be month. fun for our after hours. This is movies that make us raw. Uh, after I got hours, the Skittles after so dark. I can stay awake. Yeah. Um, you know those put six I, pounds on you. I. Your reaction, Tracy, to the Transformers month uh-huh. reminded me a lot of your reaction to M Night Shyamalan March or whatever we were going like, to March really Night Shyamalan. To, do we need to do that? Do we? Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. if you want to talk about the like the original, um, uh, the cartoon, the animated cartoon, you know, then yeah. But yeah. I'm not a Michael Bay fan, and I don't like what he did with the Transformers. So there you go. Yeah, I've, that's, I've, that's I've totally fair. Not so it would right. turn in instead of movies that make us, it would be movies that make us angry. We could do that. <laughs> That kind of goes against our brand. We try and yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's not how but we I am, usually like to do it. I am hearing really good things about Indiana Jones, though. Like they seem to be yeah. really high on right that. from Harrison Ford's mouth. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, like all signs are pointing to the, they pulled this off. So let's hope they did because the last yeah. one was a. Stinker. 
I did I did feel kind of bad as we went into the theater today uh, uh-huh. to see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 with my son. I was asking him, so what do you think of Indiana Jones? And he's like, I haven't seen anything about it. And I'm like, really? He said, well, I've been avoiding it completely. And I said, well, I've got some bad news for you. <laughs> it's going to be one of the trailers on this one. I'm like, do you want me to just cover your eyes while it's going so you don't see anything? And he was like, no, it's fine. But and he was he was like that does look really good, so he okay. was excited about it. All right, I feel like it, the, the nice thing is I don't feel like I've seen the movie from the trailers. Yeah, because there are some trailers. No, I don't feel that. Well, I just basically saw the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I the, feel that way about the Flash. I feel that way about the Flash. Yes, like I don't want it to be that because they just put out a new trailer, um, mm-hmm. and I had to answer some questions on it today. Mm-hmm. And I, one of my biggest concerns, cause I said, what do you hate or, you know, not like about the trailer? And I'm like, I really, there's nothing I don't like about it, but what I'm guessing is that everything that's good in the movie has been in all the trailers that's because the they have, they have three different trailers and I'm intrigued by all of them. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But usually what that means for DC is that we've seen all the good things <laughs> we've seen all the good and then stuff. we go yep. see the movie and somehow every good thing they showed us just goes to poo. Yep. But yeah. I'm hoping that we're wrong because we're wrong. Early, the, early screenings have been very positive. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping, man. I, Come I, on, I DC. hope it'll Come be good. On. Come on, DC. Give I me hope, some. Give me yeah. some. Yeah. I hope Just like when good. they have you seen the newest trailer? I have not. I haven't seen the newest one yet. I saw so the, they, the last one they I saw a jump of out of a plane, Batman and Flash and a couple other people, and they're like, Where's your shoot? And Batman just jumps out of the plane, his <laughs> wings open, and I'm like, Yes. And so yeah. they're all like, Oh, okay. And then they just go, you know, but like, yeah, he's a bad A, you know? Michael Keaton. Yeah. Michael Keaton, man. That was one of the things that said, what do you like most about the trailers that you're seeing? And Michael Keaton was like my top answer because it gives you a bunch of things. I'm like, Michael Keaton. I am so excited to see him back as Batman Yeah, because that was my Batman as a kid. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've always just really appreciated that movie. The second one as well. So it'll be exciting to see him back. Yeah. We'll see. Also, Ben the Head Affleck. Like, man, like he... He wasn't. He was I not the problem him. with Batman versus no. Superman or the no. Justice League. Ben no. Affleck as Batman wasn't the problem. He no. worked as Batman. Yeah, I thought he was great. I wanted. I would have loved to have seen his standalone Batman movie. I, I would leading up that. to Batman versus Superman or Justice League, yeah. um, because I thought he was great as the character. I thought he was a good Bruce Justice Wayne League and Dawn of Justice. <laughs> None Sex of us can, we all have to laugh because it's just oh, Sex Thunder Demands full title. Sorry. <laughs> I I apologize. Batman v Superman, the Dawn of Justice. The Dawn of <sighs> Trash Cans on Fire. Oh, that's such a bad movie. But it, we should talk is. about a good movie. We should. <laughs> we should. We we just saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 this week. It just came out yesterday at the time that we're recording this, or Friday at the time you'll be listening to this. Uh, it's the same day. It's just this will be two days after 
that yes. you'll be listening to it. Yeah. And congrats uh, to everybody that got to join us. If you're not hey. paying attention to our Facebook page, you should. We gave out tickets. Yeah. I was told two days ago that Facebook is for grandmas and old people. And I was <laughs> like, well, I guess if you like free stuff, then pretend you're a grandma or an old person. You I'm just old. Thank I, goodness I'm not a I, grandma yet. You know what? Turn on notifications for movies that make us, and then it'll ping you, and we post, and then you know you can come look at it, and then you can get back off onto onto TikTok. Look, we've we've tried the TikTok thing. We just need to come up with a plan for how we're going to do it. I think we just give it to Ty for Multiplane Podcast and let him <laughs> run with it because he's been posting like crazy. Like My niece is the way doesn't work on TikTok. No, it's it's harder to do that, and we could try Instagram. But again, but we're I mean, old. We and, yeah. I, I don't know that Instagram is really Instagram where the kids account. are at. No. Well, no. and I feel like our audience, all y'alls, are like <laughs> 35 to 65 anyway. Yeah. And so I think, we're all on Facebook just minding our own business. Come on. I over. think when, when the Gen Zers say that Facebook is for old people and grandmas, which, by the way, is a weird comment since grandmas are, in fact, old people typically. So you can just say old people. <laughs> Not in Utah. You could be well, 30, 30 late 30s, that is fair. 40s that is and be fair. a grandma. And again, thank goodness I'm not one yet. But The life expectancy for humans is only 50, so... Tracy, when are you gonna die? Two years. I got two more years. Oh my gosh, Tracy, you gotta live it up. <laughs> you gotta fill this you up. Gotta you gotta live it up. You gotta fill it up. We, you know, what we should do. Well. Part of living that up in these next couple of years is we should go to Disneyland and run a 10k together and I raise like some money for charity. Idea. I like this idea. So, if you guys are not aware, please, I mean, we'll post something on our Facebook page again, but. Please uh, donate if you can. We are raising we'll money for the American Cancer video. Society. Yeah, we'll put a link in the video so you can go donate. Um, and we are running a 10K in Disneyland in January. Uh, I have learned. I was misunderstanding. We are not doing a, a cumulative 10K, but we're each running our own 10K. Yeah. I was hoping it was not, more of a relay situation. Yeah. Like I was going to hand the baton off after like it's, 1K it's and let Tracy just take us home. It's Just not take a us home, Tracy. Three days of walking around the park, either. This is like condensed one set. Like, yeah, we got this, Jake. Yeah. We can do it. We can We're do gonna that. do it. It's gonna be awesome. We're starting to to work on it. Um, but yeah, we would love if you could donate. Uh, we would appreciate anything you can. Every little bit Five helps. Bucks. You will hear us talk about it a lot. Go ahead, Tracy. Five bucks minimum. Come yeah, on. you can miss a coffee. Let's go. And yep. we're going to be doing some uh, fundraisers coming up where you can actually yes. see us in person. We have some stuff to give away. I've been cleaning out my yeah. nerd room and I found so many unpacked Disney and movie items. So as soon as I get this all put together, I'm going to have movie stuff to nice. give away. Yeah. Very nice. And and it's good stuff. Val's always got good stuff that she, she brings does to these things. So, uh, I'm trying to decide if I want to keep my... Uh, I have some Avengers, like big vinyl, Ooh. like like official, like the movie posters mm -hmm. when I worked at Disney that Ooh. we would put up at the premieres. That's and I, I have some and I'm like, I don't know that I can keep all of these. So I used right to have a Frankenweenie one that was so cool. Ooh, um, but wow. I, think I may have given that one away again. I just have to go through my stuff. I just have so much stuff from when I worked at Radio Disney. Just crazy. Yeah. So 
more details to come on that, but just be aware that that is something that we are doing uh, to fill up Tracy's last two years uh, here. <laughs> so we are going to be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. My advice to you would be this. If you have not seen the movie and you do not want it spoiled, we did, I don't know, like a year and a half ago, maybe a couple of years ago, an episode on the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Multiplane podcast this month has been doing episodes on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Go check those out. Go see the movie and then come back and listen to us chat about it. And but, see it in the IMAX. Yes. yes. Yeah, definitely. If you have not seen it, go see it in IMAX. Uh, this is one of those movies when they say it's it was made for IMAX. This one well, really, really was. And, and this is cool. I, I was reading about this and they did something like 1600 variations. So it would be like, no matter what type of screen you see it on, you'll see it in the best possible optimized version for that screen. Oh, wow. So like That's a lot. Awesome. IMAX and then there's like, I mean, just Dolby, there's Atmos, there's all these different yeah. you know, well, projectors. And don't watch it on your phone. Don't, yeah, don't watch it on your phone. Yeah, don't, don't wait for it to come out on digital. This on isn't Disney one Plus. of those on that you phone, watch at the please. gym on your phone. I do that no. a lot with movies that I'm screening, but this is not one La- of those. Last week's episode, Pride and Prejudice, you could get away with watching that on yes. your phone, even though there is some beautiful cinematography, so you want it on a big screen. But, but yeah, yeah, you'd this, be fine. This you want more engrossed in the in the experience, um, but there will be spoilers. We just want to warn you about that now. So uh, if you're sticking around and you're still here listening to us, Thank you're you. either going to have it spoiled or you've already seen it. So either way, here we go. Here we go. Um, All right, yeah, I'm going to throw it out right from the beginning. Okay, go for it. Jonathan Majors, man, this is what a villain in the Marvel yeah. universe yeah. looks like. Someone that is a little bit off, a little bit crazy, a little bit emotional, super intelligent, which is exactly the character that Jonathan Majors plays in Ant-Man. But in this movie, I am fearful. I I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know which way it's going to go. And I don't know if it was Jonathan Majors or if it was the writing or if it was the edit. It could have been a little bit of everything, honestly. yeah. Because yeah. like the the high evolutionary Chiquandi was... Chiquadi is how you Chiquadi is how you say his name. He absolutely he was blew amazing. it away. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, fun, this... the, the interesting thing is he was in um Peacemaker that yes. James Gunn did over on DC and he was really good. And James Gunn had so much fun with him that he was like, Hey, come work on this. And let's be yeah. honest. Marvel has had for a long time a villain problem. They have. Loki was a great villain for a while before yep. he became the hero. And then Thanos was a really good villain. But outside of that, there hasn't been a lot. Yeah. The uh I throw the vulture in there. For yeah, Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah. We just don't but, get I feel like we don't get He wasn't the same level. Wasn't the right. same level as what right. we get with Loki or or Thanos well, and and high evolutionary, I don't want him to be dead, guys. I want yeah. him to come back because he was really, really good. Yeah. And just, just, I mean, he's the kind. Well, of, it was just like in Black Panther. I feel villain. like we get a really good villain with Killmonger, right? And, and then they, kill, they kill him right oh. away. And so mm-hmm. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that 
because of everything that he created, all of these different societies in this movie and in, in the Marvel universe and how smart he is and all that technology that was surrounding him is somehow he didn't die all the way. Right. Yeah. But I yeah. also, he's one of those villains. Like, I feel like we all kind of know a person like him, not that he takes not all the horrible things he does to living creatures, but he's right. like I hope, this. I hope nobody knows people like that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's like, he's smart and he's vicious, but in a way that you also kind of want to go like have dinner with him and have a chat. You know what I mean? Like I well, am intrigued. I, I am intrigued by he, he's a charmer. In a, but he's all yes. He is when he, he needs has to be. This way Look. about him that is very it sucks you in, and that's why people I think have a hard time saying no to him. And I think that's very much the actor is he just has this way yeah. about him the actor that, does, that yes. he's one way. He's just charming and just mm -hmm. I don't know this. And then and then he just flips and turns, and he is just this I think. yucky yucky person i think a great example of that is the relationship that he has with rocket when he's got rocket sitting on his knee and yes. he's doing all the math problems and he's like oh that's the sky and and they're talking and it's almost this like like parent child almost relationship yeah. and rocket mm -hmm. really wants to do everything he can to please him and then you know, he figures out what's wrong with the the mutations that they're doing and why it's not working the way that they want them to do it. And so then when he comes back later that night and then he reveals to him, oh, you thought you were going to go to counter Earth yes. and live there? You're an abomination. You figured this thing out, but you didn't figure that out? That's And basically, it was so condescending and yeah. made, yeah. Made, made Rocket feel so small in that moment. And that's really in the span of just a few hours in the storyline, right? Yeah. Of Rocket sitting on his lap and then the next instant he is flipped and fighting yeah. for his life. That's one yeah. of my favorite scenes and, and the way he says it, he's like, oh, you think? You think you're going to the new world? And he doesn't He doesn't yell at him. He's like, no. you, you could figure out this, yeah. but not this. Like, it's just so... It is how people stay in toxic relationships. Right. Is yes. this yep. it, mm -hmm. the, he is like if you were to look up toxic manipulation in yep. the dictionary, you would see a picture of him because <laughs> you find yourself being drawn into him in the movie, and then you're like, wait a second, he is awful. Look at what he's doing. He has made me cry four times in this movie. Well, this, is, this guy is like a cross between Sid from Toy Story uh -huh. and like Dr. Moreau. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm okay. So, so Rocket's adorable. We all agree, right? Really yes. like Lila. Yes. Teefs is, is great. I loved his line. Teefs. Four, <laughs> I want to be Teefs. I, I, I love her. Thor freaking me out. I'm sorry. I know it was it, very yeah, Thor was... it was very Tor Toy Story, though. Floor, that's why yeah. I liked it so Thor, much, is that I was like, Thor was freaking Because the whole like, the message. adorableness. Yeah, and but, just like yeah. behind the weird mask and spider legs, yeah. and yeah, Floor did. You so mentioned bad for her. Oh, I felt you bad mentioned for Toy Story, Val. 
<laughs> and it reminded me of the head yeah. that's placed on the like yeah, erector set exactly. spider legs. Yes. That was also very creepy. So for yes. Um, and the fact that Floor didn't speak in complete sentences, I think, adds a little bit to the creepiness. Yeah. Yeah, to me, yeah. I thought I, she was sweet, and I thought the overall sweet. messaging of the movie is that you don't ever know, right? Is that right. you shouldn't judge things by what they look like. Um, you know, like when they're in the moment, and they've got these big, huge monsters coming at them, mm -hmm. and... And they're Mantis. just, they're, yeah. they're afraid, you yeah. know, yeah. they're, they were just afraid, but they're these big, huge monsters, but they were, they're afraid. And so and, for me, just, it was this, this messaging that kept and, happening during, you know, yeah. the movie. Well, that, that really fits into the whole theme of the whole guardians is that yeah. they yeah. are the, the rejects. These are the yep. outcasts. These the are the toys, toys that, Yep. Found themselves and become this family. Yeah. And I think I, that's I, why I didn't like two as much is because I feel like they they went so far away from uh -huh. what the original was. It's just this story of misfits, these weirdos, these kind of people that shouldn't have come together, that shouldn't right. work together, that you could see the push and pull, but at the end of the day, when they had to fall in line, they had each other's backs. And then we got into two and it was just like all over the place. And then we came into three and they it just came right back together for me. It just worked so I, well. I was nervous about volume three only mm -hmm. because I did not want this. Like I love star Lord as a character, but mm -hmm. we've had two very star Lord centric guardians movies. Right. And I didn't AF. want this. Well, I didn't want this to be star Lord looking for Gamora it, yes. as the movie, yes. because well, it, that's just, I, well, I, I didn't need that story. Yeah. Yeah. And you've also had them in Thor. You've had them in Avengers. Yeah. Movies. There's been a lot of guardians. There yeah, I was been. worried about that too, Jake. Like, I, I just thought this boring. becoming the search for Gamora. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so, when you open up, and I think from the minute the movie starts, it's clear this is going to be about Rocket because yes. it's it. You know, it's him getting selected, and then it's the music "Creep" by Radiohead. Which, if you want to pick a song, yeah, an acoustic version of "Creep" by Radiohead, and you want to pick a song that just sets the tone for a very melancholy feeling at the beginning of a movie there's not a better selection because it yeah. doesn't they could have been having like a wedding and dancing and playing that song it would have felt really sad and melancholy like it was just yeah, it's like it a just, guns and roses video but like yeah. i thought it was such a smart move because we always talk on on this show that lighting and sound and music are so important yeah. to the way that you can do so many things for the audience mm -hmm. just by what we hear, what we see without, without any dialogue whatsoever. And for them to open up with that song, because the other two movies, they open up with just all this energy. Yeah. Right. And right. so for this one, they open up and you know right away it's going to be different. So you're oh. already putting it in the audience's mind that whatever you thought you were expecting, you need to step back from that. And you immediately, as an audience member, you're like, oh, and you shut everything down that you thought it was going to be. And you're now like, what's going to happen? So it's yeah. so smart. Even even more so with Guardians, because we know how important the music has been. Yeah. For yeah. the first two movies, and this is an, 
thinking that and then they hit you with this yeah this is another great soundtrack by the way like and and i think what i liked about this soundtrack is this was more you know in in guardians volume one it's a lot of the 70s stuff which Mm -hmm. i grew up listening to because my dad listened to it but this was like space hog and radiohead Mm -hmm. and like songs that i remember when they came out and i like it was more uh my time i guess which is still Mm -hmm. uh, our time down here i know it's (laughs) but um yeah, I I will say that opening scene, though, mm-hmm. combined with the fact that as we showed up, Dave said he's a crier at the movies, and so he brought extra tissues if I needed them, because my wife quickly sold me out and told him that I was a crier at movies, So, uh, which I don't hide. I've mentioned that before. And yeah. so uh, those things combined, I'm like, every one of these characters that we love is going to die. Every one of them. <laughs> They're, they're just going to kill them all. James Gunn is like, scorched earth, I'm out of here, burning it all down. Yeah, that it was so funny because I, Dave and I were sitting at the press screening. So there's, you know, 12 of us, whatever, the in there. And, and, and everybody's just like, I'm not ready for Rocket because everybody thinks that Rocket's going to die, right? right. And yeah. I said, wouldn't it be funny if they all effing died? Like, wouldn't it be ballsy for Marvel just to like... Yeah flatten the playing field and everybody just looked at me like and then there's a moment in the movie where you think almost everyone is gonna die there is a close death moment with every single person yeah almost almost everyone yeah so so. this is this is one of my marvel problems marvel has a problem in letting things go and i get that this is a multi-billion dollar ip i totally understand that but at some point you got to kill people. Diluting the stakes, and yeah. I have a major problem with the Star Lord issue. Like Star Lord goes out into space, he's freezing. Groot yeah. tries to reach out to him. Groot, who in previous movies, and that's the other thing. There's been some wonky rules about space because in previous movies, Groot's been out in space and been fine, but in this one, yeah. he starts to freeze. Then all of a sudden, and and then, okay, so even if that happens, I'm like, okay, maybe he could still come back. But then when his face starts being stretched, I'm like, wow, they pulled, they did this. Okay. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Adam Warlock shows up and pulls him back in. And then in the most slow motion Adam Warlock thing that he's done. And it's like, it's like the the finger point from the painting. And, and (laughs) it's like, I have an issue with that. I'm like, that was the yeah. only thing that changed my grade. You my grade would have you, been a different grade if that wouldn't have happened. You can't keep trying yeah. to fake the audience with stuff like this. <coughs> I don't. I agree with you. I agree that you can't keep faking them out because they did. They faked this out with with most of the major characters. I mean, you've got Rocket right at the very beginning, right. and the whole story revolves around what happens with him. Then you've got Drax in the when they're in the orgo thor or orgo corp right um when he gets shot and it and he's got like a hole in his chest and you're like okay he's he's gone Uh, and then you have star lord at some point one of them has to actually go in order for that to have the impact that you wanted to have but if it had been star lord at the end i think out of all of the close to death experiences that one just made the least amount of sense as far as the story goes. I don't think so. Just because I don't know. I was like I, into it. 
Because if you know, you have this selfish guy who keeps doing things for himself, who finally sacrifices himself for the rest of the family. I would have been totally fine with that. But that's not what the movie was about, though. The movie's been about Rocket, and he's already giving everything up to save Rocket. He's already doing all of that. I just felt like it would have been out of place at that point in the story that we had told up to that point in the movie. I can see that. I'm thinking... Overall, Overall trilogy. Yeah. Yes. Starboard dying. Would, I would have been. I would have been. This sounds awful. I would have been fine with that. I just felt like at that point <laughs> in the story that we had told in this movie. Yeah. I just didn't I think that, that the minute yeah. he went out yeah. in space, and even when his face started to like explode or whatever it was puffing out, I was like, no, he's going to get saved because it doesn't make any sense in the story to me at that point. Right. And so, that makes sense. Yeah. But, but I just, I'm like. They keep they keep doing this. Like Gamora dies, she comes back. Um, there, you know, and now with the multiverse, you have multiple versions of people that who knows who could show up when. And it's like at some point, man, like the yeah, you gotta have the and this is a bad example, but you gotta have Spock die, right? And it's a bad example because they bring him back. It's a bad movie. example because he comes but, back in the next at movie. Least, at least in that movie, <laughs> at least in that movie, in that moment, you're like, that's something yeah. that you remember. You're like, yeah. I remember that. And yeah. you don't get that in these Marvel films at times. Yeah. I mean, I mean unless they're a villain time. that you want to hang on to, and then you're like, <laughs> crap, why did he die? Um, we've, so, we've and my thing is, though, so at the Iron end, the last credit when it says right before you know, the lights come up. It says Star-Lord. Star-Lord will back, return. It didn't say the Guardians. Guardians. It right. said Star-Lord. Star-Lord. And so there's something, they're they're obviously cooking something, and so I get it. It's going to um, be part of the, the Kane thing, I think. Yeah. 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 So, but I'm but just hoping. I don't, I don't want more Star-Lord. I do want more yeah. of Rocket and the Guardians. Yes. Yeah. Team yeah. at the end, I'm like, yes. I would watch that movie. Yeah. For sure. I love that young girl. Um, yeah, I, she I just she was just mesmerizing. Um, and I have to ask you guys this, and I've been thinking about it since the first time I saw it, and I didn't look it up because I figured I'd just ask you. I am not familiar with Warlock. Like I knew he was gonna be in this movie. Uh-huh. Everybody keeps talking about him. Is he really so stupid? No, no, he's like, actually do they just make him stupid in this yeah. movie. That was a James Gunn choice to make him. Why? Like, Why did they okay, make I him don't so know. stupid? Before you jump in, Jake, because Jake knows way more about this than I do. I, I, don't, I don't know about way more, but okay, go ahead. But, well, compared to what I know, but um, he, he, um, yeah, and they mentioned in the movie they say that the high evolutionary took him out of his cocoon, right? Too soon. So I didn't know if that was it a was thing, like a line, but in, in the in the comics, he's more of a, like a religious figure, right? He's kind of like a yeah. Christ metaphor. Well, yeah. Well, I like get that so from the whole high evolutionary, but yeah. I asked, I did ask David, I'm like, is he a douche in the comics like this? And he's like, at the beginning, he's, he's a little, it's, it's, but more then like, he moves into like being, yeah, but I just, it's, I can't take more him like, seriously now. It's more like Thor in the first Thor when he comes down to Earth mm-hmm. and he just doesn't know anything about being with mortals and he's like throwing the mug on the ground just because he's naive and just doesn't. He, yeah. He's more like that when he shows up. I in don't the mind the than, humor killing, but I just feel yeah. like overall they just kind of made him I, and, and, really and the, easy. Well, I felt like he was shoehorned into this film. 
he was. So here's the thing that's really interesting about Adam Warlock to me. And I'm not, man, Rob, if you're listening to this, Robert Neal, I'm sure yeah. he can has way more information on this than I do. But <laughs> but Adam Warlock originally shows up in the Infinity War storyline. Yeah, yeah, I and did And he kind of shows up to help bring down Thanos. At some point, he even has and the Infinity Gauntlet. He's, he's got the he's stone. Got the stone. And, yeah, so like he's connected with all the Infinity Stones and everything. So when he shows up in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and it's that cocoon and everybody knows that it's Adam Warlock, comic book fans were like, yes, that needs to be, because that's got to be part of the Infinity War storyline. And then when they didn't mention him, didn't mention him, goes all the way through Endgame and he never shows up, then it was like, oh, I guess we have to go back and revisit this. I feel like they had plans for Adam Warlock in the Infinity Saga, because that's where it makes sense, mm-hmm. comic book-wise. And I get it, the movies are totally different. right? But that's where it made sense and why I think they originally had him in there. But then they changed their plans and now they had to figure out what do we do with Adam Warlock that James Gunn introduced in Guardians Volume 2. Yeah. So and they it's, did this. It's hard. it's hard for me because it's like this This movie is the end of a trilogy where we have really mm-hmm. established characters who have major arc lines going and you have to introduce this character. You've got to make him a villain at first. Then you've got to get and give him some backstory and give him some motivation then you are completely transforming him. And by the end of the movie, he's a, he's a guardian. So in a movie that already has so much in it and he's only getting this much of it. I feel like it's the same as America in, um, yeah. Dr. Strange and Dr. Strange is that I really like both of these characters and I know that they had to stick them in there somewhere to make them relevant to the phase and to get them into the universe. Um, And like, I didn't mind him in this movie at all. And I liked her in that movie, but again, it feels like one, one too many stories that kind of works, Uh, but then you could also see the movie without it. And it would probably still be okay. I mean, I didn't have an issue with it. I was just wondering if the character was that cheesy the whole time. I do like the actor that they got to play him because he's not with all of his past work. Like you would never pick him to be that character. And so I like that they picked someone that you wouldn't pick and that it worked. I do think he did really, really well um, with what he was given. He just didn't have much to do. Yeah. I mean, but the, the moments where he had to be like comedic and not the stupid moments, but kind of just like, you know, he's doing yeah. his thing and he's like, I don't see a problem with that. Like it, it fit. When, I saw the character. I didn't see him. Just send him a message or whatever <laughs> it was. Him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was show, one of my. Thoughts. Show him we mean business. <laughs> yeah. That's I don't was. know yeah. how we could be mean more business. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah except he's useless to us now. Um, yeah. I, I had some issues with the Adam Warlock character, but then I have to remember it, it, it's so hard because. I'm not as familiar with the original Infinity Saga and the storyline in the comics as much as some others. And I, you've always got to remember that they're building something different in the MCU than what they've done in the comics. And while they're using some of those yeah. characters, but at the same time, like, he didn't need to be that dumb. Yeah. But again, I do think he was shoehorned in because they're like, we got to do something. Like, he, everyone's expecting Adam Warlock to show up in this movie. Um, well, so You, you kind of hit on it. And, and it's one of my other problems with the Marvel universe right now 
is that they're so, and this is much better. Like, like this is probably my favorite since Spider-Man No Way Home, right? I think yeah. this is probably the best one since. I'd say this is better than Black Panther 2, better than Doctor Strange, better than uh, Ant-Man. Thor, Love and Thunder. Media, Thor, Love and Thunder. But they they are they're forgetting that they need to tell a complete movie and then not worry so much about how it's going to feed into the next one. Like I get that. And again, this is a multi-billion dollar thing, but it's like, and this one was much less so like Ant-Man was all set up for future phase, whatever. This one was much more self-contained, which I was great with. And I love the fact that both end credits were self-contained within the guardians story. I, I liked that too. I thought that um, was it, yeah, watching it again today, one of the thoughts I had was, yeah, really, you could put on, the, and there's very few trilogies within the Marvel Cinematic Universe that this works, but you could put on Guardians 1, 2, and 3, and, be and okay. really, you'd be okay. Like, it would mm-hmm. tell a, a beginning, middle, and end of an actual self-contained story. You can't do that with Captain America, because right. Civil War is totally you know, Avengers 2.1 or whatever leading into infinity war. Right. Um, right. You can't, I mean, Thor is all over the place. Number one, you've got to get through the second Thor movie in order to get to the third one to watch a whole trilogy there. You even need to watch that movie. No, you could do a trilogy and just leave that one out and do Thor (laughs) then Ragnarok and then love and thunder. And that would be, I would, that'd be an enjoyable day at the movies for me. But, um, Okay, so tell me if I'm wrong here. I felt like they spent too much time with Rocket on the sidelines being sick or dying. Like I want more Rocket in this movie and they kept they to me it was a reason to give him the backstory because he's never going to tell the story. But at the same time it was like I felt like they sidelined him a little bit too much. Like Rocket's one of my favorites. I wanted more of him in there as opposed yeah. to on his deathbed for half the movie. I was okay I, with it. Yeah, I can see what you're saying, Tracy. And I think if you are a really, really big Rocket fan, it definitely feels like, I mean, adolescent Rocket, it's not the same. You know, right. as he's still in the cage, it's not the same Rocket with the same funny quips and all of that stuff that we know him for. But I felt like, like you said, I don't know how else they tell the backstory because Rocket's yeah. never going to share it. Right. Um, and I mean, it's not like, and the Guardians was, get in on bits and pieces of it, but they don't get the whole thing because the audience is let in on that. But, no. but yeah, that, that leads me to my one major complaint with the movie is I do not feel like, like some of the backstory moments worked, but then there were other parts where it's like the movie's going along and then all of a sudden we're having a flashback and it yeah. felt pointed to me at times. It didn't feel like it flowed naturally in that. In yeah. That there yeah, there were definitely times where it kind of just shows up. Yeah. And, and they start flashing back. And usually, usually in a film when you're doing that and it's somebody that's in a coma or whatever, like it's tied to them being there and then it shows what they're thinking or dreaming or whatever. And this, it, there were a couple of parts where it just jumps right in. Yeah. And it had nothing. And that was a little bit weird. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't enough that it took me out of the film. Like, I still really enjoyed it. Oh, for sure. But, yeah. But yeah, Rocket's out of action for a lot two of, the thirds of the movie, maybe yeah. even more. 
Mm-hmm. So See, and I always felt like he was there. Like everything that I was watching, I felt like he was in either in the conversation or in his flashback or in the thoughts of what was going on. For me, I felt like some of the moments with Gamora were a little long. I think that the fight scene when they're on the ship, when the planet is going down, because you've got mm-hmm. the big thing coming out of the planet and she's, you know, trying to save Rocket and there's something come like that fight scene was a little too long for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think the fight scene when they're in like the planet that looks like a brain that they have to infiltrate I, with I Nathan Fillion. Like <laughs> well, it looks like it's gross. It, it looks, it's looks gross. Part. It, yeah. It's gross. Um, but it uh like when they're fighting in what looks like a cafeteria yeah. there, I mm-hmm. felt like that went well, on a little too long. Little I feel long. like you could shave yeah. about 15 minutes I off of this really, movie. I really like the hallway fight scene though, where it's that all that is my cake. favorite fight that scene was, of the yeah. whole movie. That, yeah, I, that I, that I one's good. my brother. And I said, Daredevil no longer has the coolest. I, I said that to Dave. I said, we have a hallway. Except for That's I also awesome. had to tell him who Nathan Fillion was. Oh, Everybody, what? like when we when when he came on in the first screening, I'm like, oh, and I start laughing. Everybody starts laughing. He's like, who is that? And I said, Nathan Fillion. And he didn't say anything. And I'm like, Firefly. And he's like, because oh, he hasn't seen. Saving Private okay. Ryan. He hasn't seen. Well, but he's. A very well, small he, part in that movie. It's not like so, a major role. Unless you know who he is, like, and then you go watch it again, then yeah. you don't know. But yeah. you never saw. If you're any, if you're not any, a Firefly like, fan, I am a fan of Nathan Fillion, so I know who he is because of all of the sh- the television and, shows he's been and in. But Dave's not a middle aged woman, so he probably hasn't seen Castle either. I I've seen every episode of Castle, some of them twice. Yeah. So um, I had to tell him and he's like, okay, whatever. Oh, but like some of those scenes, some of that fight could have been, yeah. there was just a yeah. that whole yeah. time that was, frame of them there oh, took too much time for me. Yeah. I would agree with that. There was tying in with that. There's a weird scene in there with Gamora, Star-Lord and Nebula where you know he's yeah. trying to win her over the whole time and then she's like that sounds more like her and then he comments about her eyes and i'm like okay hold on a second are we teasing like a nebula quill thing going on yeah. here and if we are and then we do nothing else with it for the yeah. rest of the show when i saw yeah. that in the lengthened right clip way. before i saw the movie I was like, wait a second. So I was expecting maybe something to happen. Mm -hmm. And then it never goes back to it. So again, there's a couple of parts in the movie that you're like, it was unnecessary. Um, No, it's not perfect. But that fight scene in the hallway, man, when you have, and, and, and Dave even said like in one of the comic books, you have Rocket running on the arm of um, Groot, like uh-huh. that's straight out of the comic book, he said. Nice. And so there yeah. were a lot of scenes well, that were in there because I was like, yeah. that was cool, that was cool. And he's like, everything that you're saying is cool was in the comic book. So well, you can tell that makes with it even these cooler. camera angles yeah. that they were doing there's, was so much and experimenting cool thing, and it feels like a comic book. The cool thing is that is like, there's a lot of CG in that, but that was all filmed in one take and all the actors had to memorize all of the choreography because usually in a fight scene, you'll do part of the fight and then you'll cut and then you'll do the next part of the fight. And in this one, they had to do that whole hallway scene so good. with the so camera good. and then add all the stuff in after the fact. But yeah. So, so good. 
Yeah, that's what I was just like going in. I was like, there's got to be something new that's going to happen. And so I loved, because the one thing I loved about Guardians 2 was um, the story between Peter and... Ego? No, uh, I hated that. Ego could have been flashbacks and cut out all of that. And we just focus on... Mantis? Blue guy. Oh, right. Yondu. 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 I yeah. loved Yondu's story. I loved Yondu's arc. I loved everything that went into Yondu and the things that we didn't learn about him, but they teased about right. him. I loved all of that. So then you get to here and we have Rocket's story and then it, how it, it they still kind of touch on where Yondu came from and they bring back Sylvester Stallone and they bring and now Gamora is a part of the original group. Like right. I loved all of that connection um so for me yeah. the fact that they brought more of that in mm -hmm. i really liked um i i just i i feel like guardians is supposed to be dark and it's supposed to be broody and it's supposed to be misfitty and it's supposed to be you know like the friend that you really like, but we all know they're just a little sad sometimes, <laughs> like, but we love them, right? That's mm -hmm. what Guardians is supposed to be. And that's exactly what Guardians 3 is. And yeah. then when they brought in all of the new camera angles and the action mm -hmm. scenes and the mm -hmm. shots right. and kills that we hadn't seen before, what? I loved all of that. But you saw some of the similar like color structures texture structures in this movie that we also saw in Ant-Man and Ant-Man CGI sucked, it but hurt. yet in this movie, it was absolutely fantastic. Oh. So what the yeah. F? I, I well, think... the F is James Gunn. Is <laughs> I the... think you have James Gunn versus, I can't remember the-, the... Versus whoever that guy is. Peyton, Peyton something. <laughs> yeah, that's- oh, yeah. But, but that's how you I'm, can tell it works. Is, like, yeah, the, the CGI here works and it's not, as it's it's fantastical but yet i did it feels it felt more real yeah like it didn't take i'm like it looks like it looks like green screen 90 percent yeah. of the time yes and, and yeah, like, which i'm like you feel like they're bouncing around on this weird yeah <laughs> quantum quantum mania to me was how i felt it it was very similar to how i felt when i watch um the Attack of the Clones, Star yeah. Wars Attack of the Clones, because that one feels very much all 100% CGI, and, and it was overwhelmingly, right. uh, and it just didn't work as well, whereas this one feels more like Revenge of the Sith, where they're still using a lot of the same CGI, but it just worked better. They got better, better at it, yeah. and, and that's... Yeah, well, I think the difference is James Gunn knows what he's doing with a lot of this stuff, and yeah. you can tell he... He's very good at his craft of making the movies feel and look the way that he wants them to feel and look. Yeah. I'm not convinced on him being a writer because the more, so watching this the second time, there were more issues I had with the story than yeah. the first time. Yeah. Um, first time I gave you guys a grade. I'm not giving the same grade today. Okay. All right. Be interesting to see when so, we get there. Um, I will say though, I think one of his strong suits is writing dialogue and i am so grateful yes i am so so grateful that he gave palm Kem kemptis uh yeah. mantis more to do in the christmas special 
And then she gets even more in this one. Yeah. She is freaking gold. And I love the fact that we have a superhero whose whose superpower is empathy. Like how yeah. awesome is that? Yeah. yeah. But I, some of the, I, some I love of the Mantis in this. Her, with her and Nebula and Drax was just killing. Yeah. When it's the three of them together and they're shouting at each other and arguing, like it's really, really good. And there are moments when the dialogue shines for sure. But yeah. then I struggled with with Star Lord in this, Peter Quill's character in this a lot because it was like, guys, we need to focus on one of his issues. Is yeah. it that he he can't get over Gamora and wants her back, and now she's going to be there the whole time, and he's got to deal with that not being his Gamora, or? Is it that he's got to go back and reconnect with his grandfather? Because we bring that in. And when when she brings that up the first time, it's like out of nowhere. She's like, well, have you thought about going back and visiting your grandpa? He's like, what the? This is in the middle. And I thought the same thing. I'm like, I feel like you're calling yourself out here, James. Like, it it just didn't work for me. Um, I, um, shoot, what was I going to say? Anyway, we can, we'll we'll come back. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I can see that. For sure that the and I, I haven't seen Guardians one for a while, so I forgot that that was his grandpa. So at the end, yeah. like I knew that was his grandpa, but I'm like, am I? Is this supposed to be like an actor that I'm supposed to remember? Or my brother's like, it's the same guy who played it in one. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. And yeah. and I feel like that end credit scene and him going back and reconnecting with his grandpa was what he should have been doing between Volume Two and Volume Three. Yeah, and, and yeah. between Volume Two and Infinity War, because I feel like that ending fits much better with the storyline that we see in Volume Two, where he's found out who his dad was, he's lost Yondu, and it's like maybe I need to go back and reconnect with my grandpa and go see him on Earth and and catch up. I could see that to me makes more sense than this, where we're dealing with the Gamora thing and that, and yeah. it was just I do like too much. that they're wasn't he gave us like the misfit happy endings um yeah. not the happy yeah. endings that you thought you would get like you right. had gamora walk away she wasn't right. in on the group hug because that wasn't her and she found a place right. that was her she home walked. and and she you could tell at the end she appreciated the yeah. relationships that they had but it wasn't like all of a sudden now I'm going to be back in the group. Yeah, like she yeah. left. And then I love, I love that Mantis went off on her own to figure things out. Like yeah. to me, that just makes, because I think you automatically look at Mantis and you think that she's just kind of a fluff character right. because she's not what you think a superhero is supposed to be. But then when she stands up for Drax and, then when she stands up for herself and says, look, I have never been able to be myself. I don't even yeah. know what that is. And as much as I love you guys, I'm going to take a little break too. Like I'm going to, you know, not leaving forever, yeah. but I got to go figure some things out. You know, I really like that we got those moments because we usually get just whatever this, what we think this happy yeah. ending is supposed to be. Right. And but I love the fact that it they kind of split up because sometimes some of the best groups split up, you yeah, know, yeah. and you got to figure out a new way. And and one thing I remember I was going to say, Jake, is I do feel like yeah, there were there were some issues with Star Lord's writing, but I felt like Gunn got the best performance out of Pratt that I've seen. Yeah, I yeah, he was really time. good. I'm not a huge Pratt fan. Like uh, I didn't really care for him in the Jurassic Park movies. 
Um, I loved him in mm-hmm. Parks and Rec, but he played a complete idiot. Um, yeah. But but I loved him in the Parks and Rec. But and I liked I liked him in in Guardians. I've liked him in the in this role. But this one to me, he really like he's not the most well dipped. Like he doesn't have the most depth as an actor as as some. But no, he really he's got three looks. That's he really it. goes as far as I think he's about able to go in in this movie as far as dramatic responses and that i thought was good. The other See, thing to I me i feel like that. it's star lord i'm not a huge fan of star lord you know i feel like you know i've enjoyed him in jurassic park but again it's it's a 2d character yeah um but you i know but when i saw actor. him i think what was the movie uh the tomorrow war is mm. when i watched that oh, i was like one. there were moments i didn't care for the movie as a whole Mm-hmm. But there were some moments in that movie that I was like, huh, if he was pushed by the right person in the right role, I feel like it's there. There were some moments in that movie where I, I saw something different. One. I'm like, there's some stuff in this one that I'm like, okay. And I think Gunn yeah. is really good about pulling that out of the actors. Yeah, I just think um, Star-Lord as a character but, just isn't deep. But speaking, yeah, it's pretty it's, shallow. Well, there was one moment in the movie that I loved, and this made me think of Jake. And I actually tapped you on the arm when this occurred. And it's, I think it's Mantis that says to Drax, and she's like, "You were meant, to, you weren't meant to be a destroyer." It was Nebula who it says Nebula. Okay, Nebula. And she says, "You were meant to be a dad," and that yeah. line is gold. And I'm like, that to me, that's Jake. Like. You are seriously like Jake. I don't care how much you want to destroy things. You're dead. <laughs> yeah. and there are days with my kids, and I do want to destroy things. Um, I I think some of the character development that we saw, particularly with Mantis, particularly with Drax, Nebula, and I mean, I guess all of the Guardians really, except Gamora. I'm like, yeah, she's yeah. fine. Like, I think yeah. what we did with Gamora is established. This is not Gamora. This is previous and, Gamora, and, and she's lived she said, a different life over the last ten years. And she said, as the actress had said, she's not coming back. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, this is she walked away. This is at her. the end. She's gone. Yep. Yeah, but but we saw incredible gro- growth with with Mantis, incredible growth with Nebula. I felt like we saw her more as a caregiver, more as a leader, stepping more into that role. Uh, Star Lord was great, but Drax was probably my favorite. Dave Bautista when, continues to impress me. Yeah, like, and, and he has said this is his last time being Drax. Yes. He's not going to come back as Drax. And that's okay. If this is his swan song as Drax, it's great. And I want more Dave Bautista in a lot of things because I think he is really, really talented. Um, and See, the more and I read somewhere, this was interesting. I, I read somewhere that the, somebody said Dave Bautista works on his craft, whereas Dwayne yeah. The Rock Johnson works on Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. I, I don't know that we when, need to throw anybody under the bus here. I think we can just see Dave Batista's. But but that to me, but this is this. I continue to see growth out of him, which I love. Yeah. Because I never watched him wrestle. I I didn't know him from anybody until I saw him as Drax, and yeah. seeing him go from just kind of a stupid doofus to, I mean, that part where he like is communicating with the kids. Yeah. Star Lord's like, why didn't you tell us? He goes, why didn't you ask? Yeah, when he <laughs> and that moment is so amazing because it's right after they they call him stupid. 
Yeah. Basically, I mean, over and over again, not basically. They call him stupid over and over again. And granted, he forgot that because Mantis helped him forget it. Right. Um, but then we get to see, no, he's not. He's amazing. Like when he starts acting like a monkey, which <laughs> looked a lot more like a robot to me, but that's fine. Beep, but boop, that boop, moment beep, and the kids all responding and doing that, and then he breaks into their language. Yeah. Like it. It teared me up the first time. It yep. teared me up the second time. It yeah, got me yeah. right there, man. It was it was really well done. And even just when Nebula says that, you were born to be a dad, and the look that he gives her, I'm telling you, man, that is somebody who is working on becoming a better and better actor with time because it was – you can say so much with an expression, so much with body language, and he does that in that moment. It's pretty amazing. And, and in my mind – Drax the Destroyer in this transforms into Drax the Protector, and yes, I, and yes. I love that. Yeah, that, and that's who I think of him as now. Um, and I like but, I like the endings for the most part that they all that they all yeah. got. Like, I'm good with Nebula and Drax on nowhere raising the kids. Just, that place has got to be stinky. They got all those kids. They have all those animals. That place yeah. smells bad. Smells bad. And right I just now, say, if you were to go there right now, it would it's be, gotta be uh, awful. bad. It's like it's like Jake's house with three almost four teenagers. It just smells bad. I don't know oh, what to tell no. you. We try hard, but uh, <laughs> and I was so glad that in the end, Craglin finally said that Cosmo was a good dog because darn it, no dog deserves to be told over and over again that they're a bad dog. Maria, that was just, they didn't do anything wrong. Maria, <laughs> I can't remember her last name, but she continues to impress me. Like she's yeah. she's got some comedic chops, man. I know All you right. don't think I am really a bad dog. Before we grade this, we need to talk about the one thing that I think we're all on different yep. wavelengths. Yep. So when Groot says, yeah. I love you guys, or whatever the crap he says at the end, like I understand why we the audience now would understand what he's saying right but i don't necessarily like it it took me out of the moment whereas if he just would have said i am Groot," and everybody would have said we love you too that would work or just we know or we know or yeah. whatever you know like just to me i get it because i mean gamora then understood him and then yeah. we as the audience at the end understood him. But at that moment, I didn't hear Groot. Guess who I heard? Fam. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah. You yep. should have said, I love you, fam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, family. That may have been a little too on the nose. But that's what I heard. I love yeah. you guys. You're my family. Yeah. No, it was it just, it took it out. I get it. It was, I get it. I didn't, yeah. I didn't necessarily like I didn't it. think it was necessary. Yeah. yeah. I had no problem with it whatsoever. I thought it was great because I, I felt like it was that magic moment of, oh, now we can understand Groot. However, I don't know that it, like the next time he shows up, if I want to be able to understand everything he says or if I want him to go back yeah. to own Groot. But now that's been broken, so I don't know how it's going to work. Yeah, yeah I, I can see the problem with it. I don't want to hear him now. I still want to hear the I am Groot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and. Like I didn't hate it, but I also didn't like it just because we're so used to just inferring what he's saying when he says that. I mean, yeah. like he says in this one, he says, I am Groot. And everybody's like, oh, you know? 
it's like, yeah. she's like, you guys are just making stuff up that he's saying, right? Like, I yeah. loved that line. And and I like the fact that, like, Groot's still finding out he can do stuff that he didn't know he could do. Like, Kaiju Groot was pretty impressive. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love the little head Groot. Yeah. Head. That was crazy. Like, I want that. Like, that was straight out of can the Can I thing. get a character of that? Yeah, just the head Groot. Groot with the... Well, yeah. How's your karaoke? Because you might like have been four. able to get a character of that. Just the head. So. Unless um, I'm like a couple drinks in or it's something better than another toy to put on my desk, I'm not going to sing karaoke. Maybe uh, yeah. for charity. For charity, I for would sure. sing karaoke, we'll do a karaoke night. sober. Yeah. yeah. I think we're going to have Well, to. that's the only way I know how to sing karaoke at this point. Yeah. So. Yeah. sober but uh but for charity i would do it for sure um i i think it's one of those things now that we've done it where he said i love you guys um there's there's no going back and i think that's my biggest like i get it it was kind of a great moment but if we're gonna see Groot again now i don't know how you go back on that yeah vin diesel's got dialogue now like yeah and i'm not sure I'm more. i've always thought this is his best work just saying I am Groot over and over again. True. That's not true. He's fine. I, I'm not trying. All right. <laughs> We've had Let's a lovely the... discussion and Val has to go and divide us. No, but I think I think that is going to be one of the most talked about things with this movie. Is is the I love you guys at the end. Yeah. I think people are going to. What do gonna you be guys think? Like, put in comments. Like, yeah. do you like it? Do you not like it? Do you think they have to stick with it now with us understanding him? Or could they possibly go back? Like, let us know. We want to know your thoughts yeah. on this. What were your thoughts when you heard it? What were your thoughts overall with, with Volume 3? say anything in the end credit scene? I don't remember. No, he just comes up from being a rock. Okay. And then, yeah. Which totally surprised my son, by the way. It was really funny. We were watching it, and all of a sudden, he's like, all right, Groot, let's go. And then comes up out of the rock. He's like, what? <laughs> that was great yeah it was really really well camouflaged so um so let's let's do the grading okay we'll, we'll start we'll start with you tracy all right uh it was nice to have a good marvel movie again it felt like it had yeah. been a while um it felt like this is i i like the fact that this felt like a closure um for this trilogy i do feel like it pulled a couple of its punches and that held back it's it's dark again. I mean, by now you've we've spoiled the whole movie, but it, this is one that they had to go there with the animal abuse, and they mm-hmm. they it, it's it's pretty hard at times. Um, but I I like James Gunn. I'm excited to see what he does with the DC universe. Um, I'm going to give this one a B plus. It's not perfect, um, but it's it's a it's a lot of fun. Yep, it's well, also a B plus for me. I've already said the few things that. I didn't love about it. There was a couple things that took me out. It could have been about 15 minutes shorter, but most things can be about 30. And this, I only mm-hmm. said about 15. So I feel like that's pretty good. Um, so yeah, B plus for me. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree that to me, this was Marvel is back in my opinion. I mean, the last few movies, I get where they were going. I get what they were doing with it and things like that, but they were just hard to get through. Mm-hmm. This one, I was really excited about it, uh, and it delivered. I think when I came out, I was like, it was euphoria for me because it was like, this is a great movie, a great ending to the trilogy. I gave it an A minus the first night. Going right. back, revisiting it, 
I, it dropped it down to a B plus because I saw a little bit more of those things in it. That's still really, really good. Like, I think if you yeah. are a fan of Guardians of the mm-hmm. Galaxy, if you're a fan of the MCU, you're going to come out of this movie very pleased. Yeah. Uh, and I think you'll it's enjoy funny. it quite a bit. It's a funny film. There's a lot of really it funny is. stuff. But They do a really good job with that, giving us the darkness that Guardians should be, giving right. us the emotional, like, ambiance of what this story is and then giving us that marvel humor plus action that we look forward to it's i think it's very well rounded in in what yeah. they give us yeah i agree all right so there you go if you haven't seen guardians of the galaxy volume 3 we're sorry <laughs> no, uh, we did try to warn you at the beginning we said there was going to be spoilers um but uh if you haven't seen it go see it and uh, enjoy it everything yeah, and if you've seen it, go see it again. It's worth the theater. It's great. Local theaters need your need your dollars. Go see it again. Enjoy it. See Nathan Fillion bouncing around in a meat suit and a meat planet. Those were the like what? Who thought that out of everything that, on that planet is like streamlined and clean, and then you just put them in brain suits with? Like, I thought it was so this great. Is, this yeah, is it, but done. still. Yeah. Being James Gunn. Like to me, there yeah. were several moments in this where I felt like, okay, this is the director of Slither. This is the director of Super. These are the, this is the trauma and T-R-O-M-A filmmaker that he used to be coming out to play for a little bit. So yeah. And and Nathan Fillion still plays it so straight in the most ridiculous he's outfit so that good. he's worn in a long time. <laughs> and it was just totally like just, you know, as they're chatting in the anyway, the the Boss's nephew or whoever was on his team. Oh my gosh, it was so great. (laughs) Everything he does just drives me crazy. Everything. And he just looks at it. He's like... The best side eye. Not even trying to hide the disdain. Yeah. No. Doesn't even care. This guy? This guy's great. Yeah, I love him. This guy over here? No. (laughs) All right, guys. Go see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Let us know your thoughts in the comments below the video. We always appreciate your feedback. Uh, and make sure that you follow us in all the places. Facebook is where we will be giving out tickets to future screenings. That would um, so you scary. definitely want to follow. Uh, and then you would see us at the movies. We uh, Sometimes we're up in the little balcony spot and we'll wave down to the peasants below. It's great. No, just kidding. That's one of our winners. <laughs> Look at you, Steph. Friends of the program said, yeah, next time we better be sitting up there with you guys. Hey, listen, we don't make the rules. Uh, they're we not. We get told they, where to sit. We don't. We do. Pick. Yeah, we do. We, we get there and they say this is where you're sitting, and that's where chairs. we sit. So just you did. Like Thank you. Um, but anyway, we would love to see you at the movies. So make sure you follow us on Facebook for those opportunities. Um, and now I feel weird saying it, but until next time, we won't <laughs> see you at the movies. <laughs> I don't know how else to end it. Creep. I'm a a loser. This has been an Age of Geek media production. I thought you were going to go into the